0: Now hear the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark. Glory Glory to you, Lord Christ. Christ. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And as they were coming down the mountain, he charged them to tell no one what they had seen, until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise Praise to to you, Lord Christ. Christ. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Last week, on World Mission Sunday, I shared Bishop Orgy's prayer and vision that the Holy Spirit will make it possible for us to go deeper with God, get closer to one another, and go further in our impact on our community and the world around us. And a few people ask, how do we go deeper with God? Today, as we celebrate the Transfiguration on the last Sunday, before we begin the season of Lent on Ash Wednesday, this is a great question to explore. How do we go deeper with God? How might we yield to the Holy Spirit so that we may know and be fully known? How might we accept the invitation to abide in God and he in us? How can we permit God into our vulnerability and brokenness so that we may know healing? Our readings today provide insight into the ways we can go deeper with God as we are honest with God, as we trust in God, as we recollect our encounters with Christ and as we glimpse reality through the perspective of God. We begin with Elijah and the call to radical honesty before God. Elijah has called down the fire of God on the prophets of Baal and then fled into the desert after Jezebel threatens him. He sits under a tree and asks to die. Elijah has come to the end of his strength. He is burned out and despairing. An angel comes and commands him to eat and sleep then leads him on a journey across the wilderness to the mountain of God, where our reading begins with Elijah in a cave. and God speaks and asks, Elijah, what are you doing here? Think about that question for a moment. Let that question take you back to a time of discouragement, a time of loneliness, despair, or burnout. What are you doing here? Elijah lets it all hang out as he replies, I have worked hard for you, and it means nothing. I have proclaimed truth, and the people prefer lies. I am all alone, and this is useless. I don't want to go on. This is the kind of radical honesty that draws us deeper into God. This is the radical honesty of lament. Listen to the response of God. The wind howls, the earth shakes, fire rages around Elijah. But God is not in all of these distractions. Elijah waits and recognizes God in the low whisper that asks again, What are you doing here? In this intimate connection, Elijah once again replies in honest frustration and despair. And God reveals that things are not out of his control. And more importantly, that Elijah is not alone. In radical, uncomfortable honesty, Elijah shows us one way in which we go deeper into God. And next, we come to the psalmist who declares, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom then shall I be afraid? We hear again then of the struggle against those who stand against the truth of God, those who seek to destroy and defame the people of God even those of our own household. I look out at the world and the church today and I can relate to the psalmist's despair. And yet, the call to have faith and desire to dwell in the presence of God, to hear, as God says, seek my face, to believe that we will indeed see the goodness of God in the land of the living, the call to trust in the Lord calls out through the centuries. This is not a break-glass-in-case-of-emergency type of psalm. This is a psalm to rehearse often, a psalm to let into our hearts, a way of learning, the way of trust before difficult times, a way of going deep with God before the time of trial. We've looked at Elijah's call to honesty and the psalmist's call to trust his ways of going deep with God, and now we come to Peter's recollection. Peter, facing his own torture and death, sends this message to the fledgling churches scattered across an increasingly hostile Roman Empire. In this time of trial, Peter calls upon the depth of his life in God as he recollects and shares his encounter with the glory of Christ on the Mount of the Transfiguration. Teresa of Avila encouraged this prayer of recollection as a way of going deep in our relationship with God prayerfully recalling the way that we are ever in the presence of Christ, recalling the times we have encountered Christ, recalling the stories of encounter in the Gospels. This prayerful recollection draws us deeper and deeper into God. And finally, we come to Mark's account of the transfiguration as we catch a glimpse of what is really real through the eyes of God. We've jumped ahead in Mark's account of the good news of Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God. We've finished the first half of the account, the account of Jesus, the Messiah. We've seen Jesus as a teacher of the law of Moses with great authority. We've seen Jesus as a prophet with the power and zeal of the prophets of old, like Elijah and Elisha. We've heard Peter, inspired by the Holy Spirit, proclaim that Jesus is the Messiah. We're ready to begin the second half. Of mark's account the account of jesus the son of god and now six days after peter's confession confession after jesus has taught that the son of man must suffer and die that his followers must take up their cross and follow him jesus takes peter and james and john up on another mountain here they catch a glimpse of what is really real through the perspective of the father jesus fully divine and fully human, is transfigured before them into the fullness of his divine glory, and yet still in human form. Jesus is standing with Moses and Elijah, and once more we hear the voice of the Father as the cloud overshadows them. This is my Son, the Beloved. Listen to him. Just as the first part of Mark's account begins with the voice of the Father sounding from heaven at the baptism of Jesus, And Jesus begins his ministry proclaiming, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the good news. The second part of Mark's gospel begins with Jesus teaching the way of the kingdom as the way of the cross. As he says, If any want to be my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And the voice of the Father declares from heaven, Not only to Jesus, but to his closest followers. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. We now journey. We now join the journey of the disciples as they come to know Jesus as the son of man, the son of David, and finally as the son of God. This glimpse of what is really real as we look at reality through the eyes of God as we deny our own expectations and perceptions and go deep into God, seeking and seeing from his perspective, even to the small degree that we are able and invited. This is the glimpse and the vision that sustains us, even as we come to know that the way of the kingdom is the way of the cross. This invitation and journey to go deeper into God through radical honesty with God, through trust in God, through recollection of our encounters with Christ and the glimpses of the world through God's eyes, which we receive by grace, is a journey that we will continue through Lent as we explore the Ash Wednesday invitation to a holy Lent, an invitation to self-examination and repentance, to prayer and fasting and almsgiving, an invitation to reading and meditating on God's holy word. As we journey together, from the glory of the transfiguration through the penitential season of Lent, and ultimately to the betrayal and crucifixion of our Lord as we walk the way of the cross. May we be prepared for the joy and the glory of the resurrection. Through this journey, may we indeed be led by the Spirit to go deeper in God, grow closer to one another, and go further in our impact on our community and the world around us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.